Three, two, one. Happy Friday! It is Friday. Freaky, 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 freaky Friday. It is Freaky Friday. This is Dennis, and that's Andy, because we switch bodies. That's right. And Dennis is looking down, going, "Is that what it feels like to have a huge dick?" And it's like, "Yes." And and, you know. and I, I'm I'm embarrassed and ashamed. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Because it's awkward to sit like this. Yep. 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 Bad Andy. There goes our PG rating again. Oh, look, Facebook just popped up. Daniel. Hello. Welcome, Daniel. Of course he did. Of course he did. Wow. We got a lot of great things we get to talk about today. Um, Yes, we do. Snake Eyes. So we're definitely going to be talking about that. Superman and Lois. It's even though the last episode came out a couple weeks ago, Dennis finally got around to watching it. Like he has anything better to do. Took him long enough. So we're going to talk about that, and uh, we're also going to talk about a milestone for me. Dun dun dun! First man learning curve has uh, crushed over the fifteen thousand dollars stretch goal to get us to the metal bookmark for everybody. Woohoo! Metal bookmark for everyone. It's like shots on the house, except it's a metal bookmark. So we did it. I was at, you know, I don't know what it was, but this morning I was still 106 bucks shy of it. And now I'm, I'm over it. So, uh, yeah, I just sent out an update to the backers. If Dennis ever checks his email, he'll see he got the update, but it's something else he doesn't like to check, or at nope. least not mine. Nope. No, I delete yours. You son of a bitch. Why, why would I check yours? I literally hear from you every day. Because? No, no, that's just too much work. No, I would much rather have the metal bookmark than a shot. Because the shot you can only drink once. The metal bookmark you can have forever. A shot is like food. It's just a rental. You end that's up giving right. it back. Goes in, but this, goes out. And, well, it's like I say with this metal bookmark. It's metal. Dennis has held the example sample metal bookmark I have. It is also a weapon. So if you're ever in danger, you could slit somebody's throat with it. It truly is a a sharp little toddy. Yep. And then after you slit their throat because it's metal, it's dishwasher safe. So you could get all that blood right off. (laughs) The DNA. the the, The DNA and the cops will never know it was you that did it with the bookmark in the library. Because where else would you kill somebody with a bookmark? Because DNA used to stand for Dennis, Ned, and Andy. But Ned had a little bit of an accident with the bookmark. So now it's just the Dennis and Andy. Hyper Kaiju is just making fun of you right now. He's not wrong. And and it would be Goldschlager, just so you know, Hyper Kaiju. And I don't turn it down. But seriously, if you walk up to me and say, hey, I got a penumbra metal bookmark, or you can have a shot of Goldschlager. I don't know. 
I can go down to a bar and get a shot of Goldschlager, except here. But I go up to Wisconsin and get a shot of Goldschlager. I can't get that here. That's true. So, yeah. So, guys, keep sharing it. Sharing is caring. I know the people watching have backed it because they're awesome. If you want to up your donation to the $400 become a character level, you can feel free to do that. uh, And you will be drawn in the book. And you will get four copies of the book to give to friends and family and say, look, I was a character in the book. There you go. And Daniel, you're right. It does stand for nerds. It used to be Ned, though. Andy's twin brother. That's right. So let's see see if we can hear this, because this morning people said they couldn't hear this. So, Dennis, you can even let me know if you can hear it. Luke Henry, after kicking Monarch's ass to the depths of space, is back on Earth. And now he's looking to save the world from the Fourth World Foundation. Sure, he had help from Penumbra before, but she's not helping him this time. He's got to face it on his own. Look at these four people. He's come for a villain known as a doctor. He'll do it. You'll be there. there. Back Back it now. First man to learning curve. Oh, yes, that gets me all sorts of hot and bothered. It's a good thing Dennis isn't here. But Christine is. I'm almost pitching a tent every time I see that trailer. Let's move on. Let's move what on. Is well, I was gonna what say, do we got here? So so I got an email from one of our regulars, or he, he got a hold of me on uh, uh, Jay Lee. Kudos, Jay Lee, because I don't know if he was going to be able to make it uh, to this one or not. But he goes, hey, Dennis, he goes, uh, there's a book on Indiegogo. It's called War Party. It's six issues long. Um, he goes, the books are amazing. The story is fantastic. He's like, it's kind of me. Josie Wales meets the last Mohicans meets Indian folklore of skinwalkers. He goes, it's outstandingly good. Now, we've had known Jay Lee for a while, well, at least as long as Hyper Kaiju, and we know that he's got really good recommendations. So I went on to Indiegogo and pulled this up, and um, I watched the video, and I checked out the art. I think he's right. This looks absolutely uh, fantastic. Um, Justin Murphy puts it out, and I just kind of wanted to share it with you guys. I ordered it. Absolutely, I ordered cool. it. Yeah, there you go. A cool thing, and it's another good product that Indiegogo. You know, unfortunately, we can't get it at the local comic book store, but Indiegogo, they're put. They got some great uh, creators on there, so I'm giving this one a shot. So I will do a full review on it when it uh, when it comes in. Was it supposed? Is it in demand or is it still funding? It What's the deal? Oh, yep. so you'll get it soon. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it was in demand, and then I ordered it, and right away, because you can either get the complete six right now, or they have a variant set. I just went with the standard six, because I really just want to check out the story. So I guess the other question is, what else is, what other uh, mailing notification did you get today, Dennis, that you told me about before we came on? Oh, yeah, I did get one, literally, right when it uh, came up. Um, it was, um, uh, from Artie Bear. So yeah. Chrono Mechanics is on its way and I got my little tracking number. Oh, and look, something just came in. Andy Smith's learning curve, metal book nerd stretch goal. You, you did. So there it nice. is. I just got that too. 
Fantastic. But Chrono Mechanics, I'm so excited. I can't wait for that to come in. Plus, full screen it. Oh, all right. Hold on. Give me a second. You know, you have that option on your end, too. Yeah, but then I I have to go fumbling with stuff. So, oh, Pop Culture's in the house, too. Oh, you got your warts and all box. That's cool. That's awesome. What's up, Pop Culture? Yeah. So, we had Sergio on, um, what, a week ago? week ago yeah. Monday yeah. and um, we got talking about the action Bible and stuff. So I did, I went out and ordered a, a copy of it and we were kind of comparing uh, notes. I'm going to bring it over to Andy's uh, when I see him. Um, and this one says printed in the United States, first edition 2020. Um, but it had a lot more pages in it than Andy's copy. This one's got 832 so it's definitely a newer edition from what they did. So looks like they added a bunch of pages, but this is actually fantastic. Well, mine only has 750, so whatever. whatever. I know. I really want to find out what the what, what the changes were. Oh, you got uh, War Party. That's awesome. There you go. Did you see uh, Doja Coin giving us a little... Uh... Giving oh, us a little no, I didn't because I was holding a thing. Um, how are you ready? Ha! Very good, Doge. Woo! That's so right. Bad. We crossed That's 600 right. about an hour ago. Yeah, man. So uh, thanks, everybody, for subscribing. Everybody new, hit the subscribe button. It's free and painless. And when you're done doing that, bounce over to Andy Smith and hit the subscribe button to my channel as well. Just search that. This pretty face will come up in the thumbnail, and you'll know you're at the right channel. And uh, anyhow, news. I actually post. We post all that in the info below. So all that information and any way to contact is right at your fingertips down below. Down below. Plus, um, you even have the uh, uh, the code giveaway. If you do the hashtag oh, code yeah, giveaway, right. um, we've actually had a number of people doing that. So all the uh, for your Batman Fortnite fans, any of the videos like this that we're doing all month, if you go onto the thing and leave a comment on the stream below and you type in hashtag codes giveaway or let us know, you'll be entered to win all six of the Fortnite Batman skin codes. Ooh. Right? You can be like Buffalo Bill and collect some skins. Yeah. 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 And for those of you guys that don't know, because I literally just popped it up, uh, Chariot, um, we got it. I just literally posted the full review. This is the final issue, five of five, Upshot Comic. I just posted the full review on it. Guys, go check it out. This was a really, really fun, great story. So, I think you guys will love the review. It literally just posted, so um, you might not have gotten notified about it yet. Nice. So let's talk a little Snake Eyes. Yeah, it was nice. We had a theater all to ourselves last night, the three of us. Three of us, because my daughter went, because she uh, she likes that stuff. So yeah, so we saw Snake Eyes. Uh I think we all know the plot is basically the origin of Snake Eyes. So, yes, he talks throughout the movie. Um, you know, uh, I, I liked it. I mean, it was a good, I thought it was a good origin movie. You know, it was a good action movie. The action was fine. The fight scenes were great. You know, uh, 
you know, sometimes you'll walk out of an action movie with kung fu or karate type fighting, whatever, and you'll think to yourself, wow, that is stuff I've never seen before. Can't really say that with this movie. Um, all the fighting and stuff, you know, it's stuff you've seen, you know, before one person taking on five or ten people, you know, with swords or just hand to hand, you know, uh, really nice cinematography and directing with the way the fight scenes were composed and directed, I thought. Uh, nice camera movements. Um, you know, uh, his origin story, it, it was good. You know, once again, nothing super original. Well, well, you got, you know, there were expectations in this movie. If you were expecting to go in expecting a typical Michael Bay G.I. Joe, you would be disappointed. Because that's not what this is about. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't direct the. No, no, but it's it's a visual. When you think of Michael Bay, you think of like the second GI Joe, big explosions. It looked like a Michael Bay wannabe film. Um, You know, it. You know, this is not what this was about. This was about the early how Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow came together. how they started finding about about the world in large, how they were like little pieces on a great big puzzle, um, dealing with, you know, 600-year-old clans and the way that they've done things, the Yakuza, um, you know, and then you're like, wow, this is really good. And, and, and from a standpoint of, you know, how you think of the Yakuza and the martial arts and the... Dennis, 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 you're not saying it right. It's Yakuza. It I know. Yakuza. Bless and we are talking about Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. But on the flip side, you we did get our hint of G.I. Joe. Samara Weaving, which is the niece of um, Hugo. Uh, Hugo um, you know, I've seen her from other movies, and she's great. She's really hot. She plays Scarlet, and she's a knockout. It was awesome. She's we got no Baroness. We the got baroness, her a little taste of Baroness. The Baroness is so much hotter than uh, Scarlet. It's not I even funny. couldn't disagree with you more. Black hair, black leather, just a sultry-looking face. I thought, and I'm being serious. Like, usually I bust Dennis's chops, but I actually came home last night and looked them both up uh, online and stuff. And I just think, I do. I, I really think the Baroness is so much more attractive. Yeah, uh, she played by... Uh, uh, Ursula uh, Cabrero. Um, yeah. yeah, and she's also very pretty, but yeah, Samara was just uh, a study. Oh, pop culture, get your head out of the <laughs> gutter. Oh. There were no boobs pop culture. I mean, come on. It was PG-13, oh and they got their one F-bomb in, and... <laughs> None of that was in the movie. Like Dennis said, PG-13, they did blast out the one F-bomb. It was pretty subtle, too, I got to admit. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, Peter uh, Mensah plays the uh, blind master. We all love him. All these Spartacus fans out there. I mean, yeah, it was. he's fantastic. Um, there were so many. The acting was solid in it. The uh, the story, the writing itself was believable. Um, 
yeah, it was solid all the way around. And you weren't inundated with all the yo-jo garbage. You just got a little yeah. bit in there. It was more yeah, you got, of a tale the, of two guys that could have been brothers. Yeah, they could have been brothers. Of course, there's that one thing, that one thing that takes them and splits them apart to go their separate ways, which we're not going to spoil. Spartacus did have tons of boobs. Um, I do remember those. <laughs> Good times from my childhood. Um, yeah, um, you know, something happens, obviously, near towards the end of the movie that splits the two away. Um, you know, I don't consider this a huge spoiler. Uh, Snake Eyes, he's a little kid in the beginning of the movie with his dad. His dad basically gets killed, and then somebody comes to him when he's an adult and basically says, you do this for me, and I'll serve up the killer of your dad on a silver platter. So that's that's the basic, you know, gist that pushes um, Snake Eyes along. You know, yeah. how he got his name, you know, kind of cool, you know. I mean, it, I mean, you know, you, you always want to, I guess, do something that's kind of like catchy in a way to go, oh, that's how he got his name. So, you know, how he got the nickname Snake Eyes is pretty cool. The big snakes were awesome. <laughs> Oh yeah, there were there were there were CGI big snakes in it in this pit. Those were really cool because he had to go through three trials when he was at this uh, this uh, compound of this 600 year old clan, and he had to go through three trials. And one of them was in this pit with these three giant anacondas. So that was pretty cool. I mean, visually, it. it I mean, honestly, these days, if a vi if a movie like this isn't visually stunning, then they've dropped the ball because effects have come down money-wise. I mean, honestly, you we're going to be talking about Superman and Lois. The the effects in that show you can almost see on the, on the big screen. That's yeah. how cheap effects are these days. The actor or Henry the budget. Henry Golding played Snake Eyes, and he was great. I mean, he was believable. When he was angry or sad or surprised, I mean, you felt it. Andrew Koji played Tommy. And again, um, I, I loved him uh, in it. I mean, everybody that they cast was was solid. Now, um, I will say with the guy that played Snake Eyes, every now and then there was this angle they shot of him. And I was looking at it going, why? He reminds me of somebody. Who is it? And then it hit me. In one of the last, you know, close to the last scenes of the movie with the close-up of him, I was like, oh, my God. From that angle, he looks a little bit like Carl Urban. <laughs> Carl which is Urban. weird. Which is, you know, with the haircut that he had. And it's weird because, you know, this dude's Asian and Carl's not. But, but this guy is definitely, I, I don't think both his parents are Asian because his face isn't. I don't know. I can't think of the right way to say it. It's not, it's not, it's not like pure Asian. You know so, what I mean? So what you look at, you is, look at the guy that played snake or played storm shadow and you're definitely like, Oh, he's Asian. Yeah. So what you're saying is if, if Carl Urban suddenly stops being judge dread or suddenly stops um, being a pathfinder or drops out of the boys, we've got his replacement right here. We do. Yeah. Nice. Now see, my question would be, because they obviously set this up for a second movie, 
And Snake Eyes hasn't lost his voice yet in this movie. So at the point that he finally does, will he stop showing his face? Because if I remember correctly, in the few G.I. Joe movies that have come before, Snake Eyes never, you never saw his face. Well, right. And if you guys are, you know, any of the, if I remember right from the comics, and I could be wrong, so you guys can fact check me. I thought Snake Eyes loses his voice. I thought it was Zartan that winds up shooting him in the throat, causing him to uh, to lose his voice. So this is obviously pre any of that happening. As a matter of fact, even Cobra, they were very subtle in how they introduced Cobra into it. Again, there was nothing in your face. Just like with Joe, it was really nice how they did it because this didn't. This was not a GI Joe movie. You didn't really find out about them until later, and it was introduced very slowly, very well at paced, I thought. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, no, the overall storyline I thought was was decent. Um, you know, I, I don't know how far in it wasn't too far in that you were like, oh, that's gonna be Storm Shadow. Would have been nicer if they maybe tried to play that a little harder to figure out. <laughs> yeah, well, you kind of knew anybody who knows them knows they're kind of passing. They were so close, you knew it was going to happen. But anyway, solid movie, and I think we should just give it our CGC ratings. All right, you can go first with this one. I, I am giving this one a solid 7.5. It was enjoyable. Um, the special effects are what I expected. The acting was good. The storyline wasn't bad at all. I, I liked it. There was nothing that blew me out of the water in this movie, but there was nothing that I really didn't like either. Right. And like I said, it was solid. I'm glad I paid. Well, paid. I would pay money to see this in the theater, and I would have walked out going, yeah, that was worth my 10 bucks." Yeah. Um, actually, I'm giving it a 7.5 as well. And Dennis, Ooh. I'm going to do something. Let's see if you know what this is from, because we gave it the same. I'm going to give it Two snaps up. What's that oh from? My. In living color. In living color. Living in color. Formation around in the world. Around the world. <laughs> two snaps up. Mm, mm, mm. So, yeah, so I give it a 7.5 as well. I thought it was a very, uh, you know, it was good. It was entertaining. A movie just being competent seems like an achievement these days. It does. It was more than competent, though. I mean, you know, you got to look at it. A 7.5 is if if you were doing it on five stars that would be basically a three out of five i think well and the good news is i didn't see any woke shit in this at all no there was nothing uh no no political overtones that would turn somebody off like oh god here we go no Preaching feminism no yeah. no any no. of this stuff yeah yeah there was none of that either so that was good yeah. Uh, did Snake Eyes fight Sub-Zero? No, he didn't. That's in the sequel. Get over here. Get um, over here. You know what? I'm just going to pull it up. Uh, Snake Eyes, I always like just to see what Rotten Tomatoes is saying. Um, the tomato meter for critics is 38%. So the critics did not like this movie, which means it's a solid movie. Therefore, the audience gave it a 75. Right on with us. Yep. People enjoyed it. Again, nothing to knock your socks off. 
but a good solid all around movie. So, whoop, whoop. Yeah. and here's worth a picture. The, here's a picture of uh, the cast: Snake Eyes in the middle, uh, Storm Shadow right here next to him, uh, Babe here. Um, yeah, because I can't remember her name. So anyhow, uh, it was good. So uh, let's move on. Oh, another shot that Dennis was this. Act? Yeah, this is this. Now you know you want to give a downside. And I don't think this is a spoiler either because I actually knew this going into it as well. You don't see him wearing this stuff until like the last five minutes. So, but it is an origin and it's, it's really like if they did a Superman origin movie and he didn't put the costume on until the last 10, which for Superman would suck because that's what you're paying to see in this. He still did all the fighting and stuff, so it's not like he wasn't doing anything. He right. Just didn't it's, it's like food. Smallville. The very last yeah. five minutes of the final season, Tom Welling puts on the Superman costume as he flies down, and you go, wow, there's our Superman. He would have been fantastic. But that's what you get. They did that in Snake Eyes, but it was well-deserved, and it fit within the story. Oh, yeah, totally. No, it totally, if you go see it, stay during the big credits, not the scroll of credits, but the big names popping up. Stay during that. There's one scene. So once you see the one scene, you can book on out of the theater. Um, it's totally open for a sequel. I'm hoping they actually do it. So, uh, yeah, it's totally open for it. Because, hey, man, I want to see, uh, uh, what's his face there? Uh, Destro. Damn it. I want to see Destro. Well, that'll be in the the actual. So now the question is, are they going to put out a G.I. Joe movie or are we going to get some of the other origins? Are we going to get Scarlet? Are we going to get Flag? Are we going to get Joe? I mean, who are we going to get? I don't know. I'll be curious to see where they go with it. Hopefully this movie does well enough that they want to continue it because this is solid. This is good stuff. Scarlet, a standalone Scarlet movie. Dennis, 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 you can't have a woman lead a movie all by herself. Good oh, Lord. But she's a redhead in this, so that might work. Oh, that might work then. Yeah. You're right. Now, let's talk about something truly surprisingly fun. Again, you, if you guys know and watched our reviews, when I, when I heard this was coming on, at first I thought – I wasn't overly thrilled with any of the casting on this. Um, literally, I had said, ah, the Superman's okay. Lois, eh. The kids, eh. And so for me, this has been a total surprise. This has been some of the best stuff CW has put out. And this is no exception. Um, episode 14, The Eradicator. This is starting to wind down the end of the first season. Yeah, I think um, there's only... Story's good. I think there's two episodes left. Yeah. Yeah. And it this comes is good back stuff. next week. Yeah. So this episode deals with uh, um, some more of the aftermath stuff. Zod. Not Zod. It's not Zod. What's his name? Uh, oh, God. I'm blanking on the other dude's name. Wh which I don't know which dude you're talking about. From Krypton. The guy that he defeated. In Morgan Edge. Morgan, Morgan Edge, but he has a Kryptonian name too. But yeah, that's something L. So Morgan Edge is locked up in the Defense Department or whatever by uh, you know Lois's dad, and he's in this Kryptonian cell. So his powers are basically neutralized. 
Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, there is a thing where Clark, uh, Clark goes to Lois's dad and Lois's dad basically says, you know what? All the weapons that I had that could basically take you out, Clark, I'm going to destroy them all because you're right. I should never have had him in the first place. You're a good guy. I'm going to destroy him. And Clark goes, no, don't do it. I think you should keep him. And General Lane is just like, what? And he's like, yes, because you never know what could happen. If, God forbid, I ever go to the dark side, you need to have something that can stop me. Which it was a good sense. idea because it's yeah. a total role reversal. And then what? Superman's idea, he said, look, let's give it to John Henry Irons. And if yep. anybody has Steel. to take me down, it's going to be Steel. Right. Which, you know, he was reluctant to want to take on that role of, of having him. But he did. He relented. But the one scene, if anything, that just really did annoy the shit out of me is Clark is sitting at the kitchen table and Lois just comes storming in. And she just found out from her dad that Clark said, keep all the weapons. Don't get rid of them. And she just bitches out Clark like he's some little boy. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, if this was in the middle of a crowd, that shit would fly because everybody knows Clark is kind of timid and stuff. But this is at their home. And and literally, Clark just sat at the kitchen table and basically took this beatdown, this verbal berating from Lois. And it's it's like, I get it. You're calm. You're cool. You're collected. But at the same time, dude, no. If my wife walked in and started talking to me in that same tone, there'd be a problem. Just like if I walked in and talked to her that way, there'd be a problem. You got to have some mutual respect. And that wasn't it. And I thought that was just written poorly. I don't give a shit how pissed off she was. If she did, you know, if she could have came in that way, uh, like they showed it, but then they could have had at least Clark stand up and say, I think you need to count to 10 and take it down. And then we can talk about it. But or I'm not going to do it. Yeah, blow I'm, you away. I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your ribcage right out of your freaking torso, you whore. Um, that's what I would have said. And she would have Yes, yes, because that's how you talk to Helen. Well, no, I, I wasn't saying that's what I would say to Helen. <laughs> I was saying if I was Superman, that's what I would have said. But seriously, that annoyed the shit out of me in the episode. I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. I know Lois is a strong female character. She always has been, you know, all the way back to when Byrne rebooted Superman in 1986. She was that yeah. way. So I get it. It's not like it's any of the, it's, it's not like it's anything new with like, ooh, it's just because feminism's SJW crap. It's none of that. She's a strong character. But Clark should not take that crap in his own house when there's nobody he has to act timid in front of, especially his boys are upstairs. Man, if I was his boys, I'd be like, man, dad's Superman, but he's kind of acting like a little bitch down there. Taking that you, you know how I know it annoyed Andy? Because I didn't get to watch it for like like a week and a half. Did you see it yet? Did you see the way Lois talked to Clark? Did you see that? And I'm like, no, not yet. Oh, my God. When are you going to watch that? I, I don't know. It annoyed the hell out of him so bad that, yes, I, I heard about it from Andy. 
for a week and a half until I watched it. And then after you watched it, it annoyed you too. Well, here's the issue that I have with it is that, and then Clark was just he hung his head and went, "We'll we'll, we'll talk about this later." That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and I was like, "Uh, okay." But seriously, that if that is the worst that we can complain about this show, it is probably one of the best less SJWs on the entire uh, cable networks. Damn it, Dennis. Don't you realize it's a slippery slope? Oh, I do know. I do know because I've watched Flash and Arrow and basically Supergirl for one season until it went oh. down that path. And Batwoman, oh, back, oh, yeah, Batwoman didn't go so good either. So you know what I'm saying? This is the best of what's out no, there. No, this is, this is still really good. It, it's not going in that direction. I don't like I said, I don't think that that scene is is like foreshadowing things to come. I just wasn't thrilled with it, the writing of that particular scene. But I think the show overall is done really well. And I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, the last two episodes of the season and seeing if they either a because I'm pretty sure it's already been renewed. So are they a going to do a cliffhanger? to lead in the next season uh b just do one of those things where everything kind of wraps up nicely but then they do like a a very end scene that cuts to something else that kind of introduces the possible threat for next season because i don't consider that a cliffhanger or do they just wrap everything up tight like some shows do and it's like okay we'll see it the next season and it just you know starts, starts over fresh. Right. Yeah. So I'm well, curious to this see. One, this one ended well, this episode, because he has the eradicator. It looks like he absorbed it because his eyes glue, and nobody's seen this, and he blows through all the kryptonite defenses that they have. And at the very end, he takes off, and they're like, where did he go? Superman, you see him floating above the earth, and he's like listening to the entire earth looking for and listening for any sign of him. Nope, can't find him. He goes... He returns, he goes, no, he's gone. They do a really cool cut scene, and you look at the sun. Then they do a zoom in on the sun, and you see Morgan Edge standing there. And all of the sun is, all the coronasphere is absorbing into him. And you can see him just super powering up in the sun. So he's basically supercharging himself to, I don't know, wipe out the earth. It looked cool, and the story makes sense. Again, this is some of the best writing that's on TV right now, because a lot of this writing is just really bad garbage. This has been really solid. There's um, um, Jeremy Henry Irons as, uh, as, as Steel, and he's yeah. actually pretty cool. His suit's not bad for what it is. You know, for a low budget, they actually do some cool stuff well, with them. You know, I, the only thing, everybody has the same damn helmet now that Iron Man has. You know, and look, Iron Man did it first, and everybody's got the same damn helmet that goes over their face. Even the Flash. I know you don't watch the Flash anymore. Literally, the Flash's mask. Dude wears a cloth costume, but for some reason, his mask just goes over his head now. Well, it, he doesn't it's, have to pull it's, it a, it's a comic book time sake because otherwise they have to pull it or you got this big helmet you're trying to put on. It I doesn't, know. It doesn't make sense in TV. That's why they've all gone to it. Yes, 
Thank you, Iron Man, for setting the bar. And I'm okay with that. But you know it's coming on any suit of armor. Anyhow, this scene, they just kicked uh, the I, uh, Morgan Edge's assistant who has superpowers. She's Kryptonian. Uh, she's Kryptonian. They just kicked her ass. That's what they're doing. And they're, they're just fist bumping like, yeah, we did it. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, that was pretty her. funny. Yeah, this was pretty funny. There was some nice dialogue. They really do a good job with the balance of uh, drama and humor as well. Yeah, because so. they, we're, we're, they're also dealing, for those of you that are Superman fans, they're back in Smallville. Lana Lang is his old girlfriend. She's there. It's different, obviously, actress. And their whole family, but because they are the ones who stuck up for Morgan Edge, they're being shunned now because it's their fault. Even the mayor's after them. So they do a good job of, again, you've got the Superman storyline. You've got Lois's storyline, Morgan Edge's. You've got what's going on in the city and the town with it. And they make sure that it continues to flow and add to it. So it is decent story writing, you know, for the most part. Again, some of the best stuff that's on TV right now for these type of shows. Yep. Yep. Uh, what do you give it, Dennis? You know, this episode, I'm going to give uh, an 8.0. I like wow. it. Yep. I, it's a solid, it's a solid installment. The special effects for what they had made sense. Um, again, there's nothing other than that big scene that we already complained about. There was really nothing that I can really bag on the show about. Um, I, I, again, I don't think it's a home run, but it's definitely a good triple. It is worth me taking my time out of the week to watch each and every week. It's been good. Yeah, I go. I can go with that. I go eight oh for it. You know, we talked before. This is uh, the other Kryptonian, Morgan Edge. Like Dennis said, I think the biggest one, the biggest surprise was him escaping from the. Uh, detention facility because we were all like, "Oh, he's locked in." Cri oh, Allison, <laughs> well, her Nixon, They can fit the camera in between the bars of the jail cell, and uh, and then you know have her sit there and film staring out the window. Yeah, that's she could be. Funny. She could be Lex Luthor. So yeah, so it was cool how he flew up to the sun. He escaped with this blue power. Who the hell knows where that came from? So just another question. So that was definitely very cool. So yeah, I give it I give it an 8.0 as well. Oh, look, there's our graphic. Nobody needs to see that. Allison, um, by the way, since you brought up Allison Mack, um, Kristen Kursk, I think her name was the one who played the original, you know, from that show, uh, Lana Lang. I guess she's got a new show coming out. I just heard about her. I haven't even had a chance to look at it. So I'm going to be curious because now – she is my favorite uh, Lana of, of any of the Lanas that are out there. So I'm kind of excited to see what she's going to be in. But Allison Mack did kind of try and bring her into Nexium. So is there any of the sex cult stuff that's lingering out there? I don't know. This is going to be an, an interesting thing. She is hot. She's very hot. <laughs> she was dating. Oh, my God. Who's the baseball player she was dating for a while? Damn it. Alex Rodriguez. Wrong. Was it A-Rod? No, I have no idea. I'm oh. just going to start throwing out names and since you don't know anybody's name. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I heard it, I'd know it. But he played Yogi for the Vera? Yankees. He played for the – yeah, no. Uh, Hank Aaron, no. Uh, okay. He did play for the Yankees. So, 
Yeah. Oh, Mickey Mantle is going to be coming up as a comment. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Hey, Joe you know Toy? what? She has a uh, she has a grandfather complex. Who knows? You don't know. Gold you don't digger. know. Could be a gold digger. You don't know. You just don't know. Um, so yeah, guys, that is uh, that is it for today. Um, we hope everybody has a good weekend. Next week we are going to be at Mega Mega MegaCon. Yeah, Orlando. Yeah, so, we uh, we leave on Wednesday, so. Um, we won't be doing a Wednesday show, um, so no. the new comics and stuff will have to wait until we, we get back. We could do it from the car. You could always pop open your phone and just do a little filming while I'm driving. We could film it. We just can't upload it, as we found out. I tried to no, do, we could do this live. We could do this live from the car. Yes, we could. With StreamYard, what we're using right now. Sure, if we get enough signal. I didn't even have enough signal. It took me just to post like a two-minute video. It was an hour. That's because we were in – that's when we were in Savannah, right? Yeah. In that bunker of a convention center in the middle of nowhere. That's why. We'll be on open road. We'll have great signal. And you can use my phone, not that garbage Samsung you have. Oh, oh my God. Stop. Uh, tonight or tomorrow, I am on tonight for a hundred percent sure. Uh, I don't believe I'll be participating tomorrow night because uh, it's just two weekend nights. Uh, my family gets a little, uh, uh, my wife and kid get a little testy when I blow them off on Friday and Saturday nights. If I'm not out of town, if I'm out of town, there's nothing to do about it. But when I'm up here uh, and I don't have that much stuff to uh, put up in the auction. So Depending on how it goes tonight, I could blow through the stuff I have tonight, and then uh, there won't be a reason. But I definitely will be on the auction tonight at 7 o'clock, and uh, hopefully you guys will be watching. Uh, hopefully Dennis will watch as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and get on tonight, hopefully, because I'm going to be gone the next couple of days. And just as a reminder for you guys out there, Suicide Squad premieres. In the theaters and on HBO Max tonight, so I know we are going to be doing that tomorrow. Uh, let's see how far east do you guys travel for a con. Well, I mean, we live in North Carolina, so we're we're pretty central. So you know, we're driving down to Florida, uh, Trificon, where you're talking about. I'll be honest, I had, I was. Uh, and this was a few months back before I knew Graham and Billy were going. I was invited to go, but um, for some reason I, I I declined. If I would have known Billy and Graham were going, I might have uh, changed my mind or I might have said yes, but I couldn't go back on it after I declined like that. So that's why we didn't go. But yeah, I mean that's a that's a big drive. Like Baltimore is only seven hours from here. And Orlando's only about seven. So I, I don't think we would probably drive farther than seven hours to go to a yeah. show. We, so if we, we go seven we, if, we used to do other stuff, but you know. Yeah. If we go um, seven hours east, we end up in the ocean. So there there will be no shows out there. So uh seven hours west could be a possibility if there's anything. So basically picture North Carolina, Charlotte, where we are. And whatever seven hours works out to, and then just do that half circle. Oops, wrong way. Yeah. Half circle like that. 
And that's the radius we would uh, probably Well, so think about it. Baltimore, say about eight hours. Baltimore is a great comic convention. Um, You know, so as long as everything's uh, go up in Baltimore, we're doing Megacon, which is we're doing the Orlando one, which is another great comic con. They do have the Megacon Tampa. I've never had quite as much luck there. It's never been uh, quite as uh, quite as good. Yeah, I mean, I've done that show before. I had a good time with it. So, oh, Pop Culture says he'll get his protractor out. Well, that's a good idea. Titanic Con. Uh, I'd rather not go down on a ship. Uh, oil Rig Con sounds fun. i got to be honest that you brought up Oil Rig. I don't know what it is with these weird fascinations I have. Have you ever wanted to go onto an Oil Rig just to explore? Because, you know, those guys live on there for months at a time. So they have, like a theater and obviously living quarters and all that. And I've done Google searches on like oil rigs to see photos of what they look like. And it's just fascinating to me how big those things are and the amount of people that work on them and live on them for a period of time. And I've always been, you know, kind of want to go on one. Uh, Dragon Con. uh, I did Dragon Con about a decade ago. I left after a day and a half because it's not really a comic book convention. It's more fantasy and not that artists can't do well there. Cause I know some that do, but those artists do a little bit of both like stylistically. They, they work kind of in both realms of say comics and sci-fi fantasy stuff. Whereas my work is definitely more, uh, mainstream superhero stuff. And when I went, it was the only time I ever went. I was there all day Friday. I was there Saturday and I ended up leaving and driving home Saturday because it's I just realized. Yeah. I just realized it wasn't for me to, to stay for Sunday and Monday. So, so by like, the way, since you were asking about oil rigs, you know what I thought of immediately, I don't ever have to go visit one because I watched Marky Mark in that really awesome movie where it's all about living on the oil rigs, uh, Deepwater Horizon. Did you watch that? Oh, how God. Was- Dude, it's Marky Mark. It's my wife's one of her favorite. So how actors. was it? Because I saw I it. it. How was it? Is it worth watching or no? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't give me. Don't give me. Is it? Was it really? Dude, it was. Because I like stuff like that, but, you know, I just never got a chance to see no, it. No, it was good. If you're a Marky Mark fan, you would love it. We enjoyed it. I mean, I Kurt do Russell, like him. I, yeah, Kurt was in it. All right, I'll think about it. What do you mean thinking about it? You, I would, I would watch that for you before ET. Oh, I'll watch that hands down before I watch ET. At least I'll be entertained during the oil rig movie. Yeah, you know, Dennis, uh, uh, um, Rocketeer is on Disney Plus. No, not on mine. Pretty sure it's it's not accessible. It's there. Nope. Here, let me look. No. Nope, All right, guys. Not. All right, guys in the chat. Rocketeer, thumbs up or thumbs down? Let's see what they say. Let's see what they say. Up or down? Thumbs up or thumbs down to the Rocketeer? What say the chat? Or the question should be, if you had a choice between two movies, Rocketeer or E.T., which would you rather watch? Neither. 
That's no, it's the Rocketeer. It's the Rocketeer. Of no, no, nobody would choose that. Of course they would, because ET sucks. That God, Muppet how looking, you say that? Oh, that garbage, things. that garbage Muppet looking thing stealing the Reese's pieces out of my mouth. No way. That's the only reason you don't want to see it because he takes your Reese's pieces. Right here. Boom. Oh yeah, that's Rocketeer. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Rocketeer. Hey, look, w one person chimed in. Rocketeer over ET. Daniel Smith even said it was okay. See, Daniel says ET, but I, I, I've met Daniel. He's not all there. <laughs> you know what? Just because people agree with me does mean they're more sane. Well, now we need a tiebreaker. Oh, we got the tiebreaker. Pop culture, Rocketeer's a classic. Uh, Booyah. Tiebreaker. Well, Boom. you're also a guy who won't watch Goonies, so again... You know, I, I can't. That's help because you. I like to refer to that movie as Goofies. That's because you haven't seen it. I've seen enough of it to realize it's dumb. Um, what's this from, Dennis? We said on the professionals last night. We were talking about childhood stuff, cartoons, and we got into uh, one, and this was one of the themes of it. Conjunction, junction. What's your fun? Well, that's uh, Schoolhouse Rock. You know it. And do you remember? We did it. I Google searched it so I could show it to everybody. Do you remember the superhero verb guy? The superhero a, verb guy. He was the verb. verb. And he was, that's what's happening. Verb. Yes. And he was this black guy with the yes, tight fro. V on his chest. Yes. Love I do that. remember that. Yeah, man. Uh, Lone Wolf McQuaid. Oh, man. Who was in that? Why does that ring a bell? Who was in Lone Wolf McQuaid? That's not Tom Selleck, is it? Wow. Pop that's culture, that's not Tom Selleck. Who, who stars in Lone Wolf McQuaid? What about uh, another thing? This, this fell into a show that Billy, because one of the things we talked about last night was what cartoon or what Saturday morning show would you automatically turn off? And Billy Holy and I were on the crap. same. Joe, Chuck Norris. I have never seen that. Chuck oh, Norris, have. David Carradine, Barbara Carrera. Oh my God. How have we not, how have I never seen this? What's it like 83 or 84? Uh, 83. Yeah, oh yeah. Wow. Um, did you, uh, so one show that Billy and I, Billy Tucci and I would both turn off, HR Puff and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was definitely just, not my favorite out that of any kid, of them. The, the, the boy with the flute and those costumes. Oh, I hated that show. The Witch. Oh. There was some good ones. You know, it was Wonderbug, The Bugaloos. The Lost uh, Saucer. Um, speed Buggy. Oh, Speed Buggy, of course. Schlep Car. Yeah. That was the good stuff. Uh, then he had, you know, Ruth Buzzy and, uh, man, there were Dr. Shrinker. And then, of course, the one show that Aaron would turn off, and he did this just to hurt me, was uh, Super Friends. He had to turn it off. He hated it. 
Oh my god, I love the Super Friends. And so did so did Graham. Okay, Both hated it. But now the question: Did it come up? Super Friends with Melvin or Super Friends with the Wonder Twins? Wonder Twins. Hmm. That would have been the big question on the show. Oh God, we talked about this one last night too. I couldn't. I couldn't deal with Sigmund the Sea Monster either, as a kid. That shit no. was just way too trippy. So did Brave Star come up? Uh, I think it came up in passing as things that other like shows. It wasn't anybody's favorite. So Brave mine were the Flintstones. Uh, mine were the Flintstones, the Super Friends, and. Um, Graham chose Speed Racer, so I picked something else so we wouldn't overlap. Um, damn it. What was the third one I picked? I'm drawing a blank because I, I know I had a couple others. Oh, Tarzan. The Tarzan oh, animated yeah. cartoon. Yeah, the filmation Tarzan. Oh, loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, yeah, I would have been more like Silverhawks, Brave Star, you know, Cops, Transformers, G.I. Joe, um, 80 stuff, it would have been Robotech, Star Blazers, um, Battle of the Planets, all the good That's stuff. That's right. He's got it. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Doom. That's it's right. It's funny. So, so Fraga had to talk about stuff that he saw in his middle to late teens because he told us, none of us knew this, when he was a kid, when there were Saturday morning cartoons, he, he was living with his dad and his stepmom on a chicken farm in California. And every Saturday morning, they had to do chores. So he, he had a radio, and he could listen to stuff, but he couldn't watch any of it. So he okay. would actually listen to the stuff. So, And they never cut chickens' heads off. They would just grab them, twist, and that's how they killed the chickens. So, oh, yeah. Live yeah, learn. I know. Remember, I married a farmer. You did. No, uh, yes. Banana Splits was mentioned, but not as one that anybody watched. Uh, we was also Banana did... Splits part of the Croft Super Show? I think so. Um, Herculoids was mentioned for sure. because I yeah. think the Herculoids was uh, one of Aaron's favorites, actually. Herculoids and Space Ghost. Space oh, Ghost! Space Ghost was another one I didn't even bring up because I knew it would overlap, and Art brought it up. Like, we all agreed on certain ones, so we tried not to overlap each other. Okay. So, but, yeah. So, Sir, you have a boy. Love Hercules, Space Ghost. Oh, yeah. Johnny Quest Johnny was brought Quest, up. Johnny Quest, another great one. Yes. And, and don't forget He-Man, because that would well, have been course. that time frame. Not the new stuff, but the yeah. old classic stuff. No, I didn't even bring He-Man up because it it, it it was pushing a little more in the 80s. You mean this guy? Oh, yes. yeah. Get my face from there so you can actually see him. Look at that. Classic He-Man. That's a $75 figure right there. And I'll sell it to you for $77 plus shipping. <laughs> Thunder. Yes, Thunder the Barbarian. Ookla. Ookla. Of course, Thunder. See, this This is when, seriously, the 80s really were the pinnacles for great cartoons. It really was. You had, I think Visionaries was late 80s, right? Along with the Silverhawks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Sector. Well, Aaron brought up uh, Scooby Doo 
but he was talking the original Scooby-Doo when oh. monsters were when monsters were actually in the show, not um, Electra oh, take woman, the mask off. Electro oh, woman yeah. and Dino Girl. Dino oh, Girl. Oh, she was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yes, totally. and and we all know Thunder. 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 Thundercats. Thundercats. Oh! Oh! That's what I would like to see a really good creation of, of the Sword of Thunder, and I'll put it up next to Mjolnir and Han Solo and Princess Leia's Blaster. Really would like to see a good recreation of that. You don't want a He-Man sword, huh? Ah, I, I, I'll take the original one, but after what right. I just saw, no. Well, of course the original one. I mean, duh. Duh. All right, guys, got to roll out of here. Thank you for joining us. I'm supposed to go on another live stream at 5 o'clock to talk a little first, man. Uh, so I got to get, uh, hopefully I'll get a link sent. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, we will talk to you guys. Might, might, might talk on Monday, pop in for a half hour, shoot the shit for a little bit. Oh, Isis was awesome. Are you she kidding me? She was cute. She was cute. Hot. She was. She had, she was toned too. Like she was, she was that that seventies era fitness model is what. Yeah, because she, she was right up there with um, oh, uh, Lindsay Wagner. Yep, because that was that's what I would call seventies hot. Oh, yeah, seventy Joanne uh, Cameron. I had to look her name up quick. Um, I could picture her, but I couldn't remember her real name. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it was that and Shazam. It was the oh, ISIS yeah. and Shazam hour. Yep. All right. All right, we will guys. talk to you guys Monday, probably around 5 o'clock. Pop in for like a half hour, shoot the shit, and uh, talk about Megacon if anything comes up. And uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, then. Uh, bye, and everybody have a great Later. weekend.